Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. You know what that means. It is wrestling chat with friends. I am your host, Cheats Two Belts. I am joined as always by EJ the Collector. EJ, how you feeling this week? I'm feeling good. I am here. I am present. I am accounted for. And as always, I'm accountable. Collector's Choice this week. It's feel like it's been a minute. This came in the mail last week from the official major podcast, the Danhausen. Very Dan nice. Danhausen. Very evil, very famous. One of two Danhausens that I've ordered. The other one is from another toy company that it's been, it's literally been a year this month that it was first announced and first pre ordered. They gave an initial estimate for. Q2 of 2022. Wow. They, they, they missed that deadline. They are they have sent they have occasionally tweeted updates that Dan Housen should be in the mail. But in the meantime, major wrestling figure podcast announced had pre-orders made and delivered a whole nother Dan Housen, which came in the mail the other day. This is my collector's choice, Dan Housen, being used perfectly in AEW right now. That is very, very cool. And for people that don't know, the the, the pod, Major Figures podcast, is that Smart Mark Sterling? That's like Matt Cardona and Brian oh, Myers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I want to say Smart Mark's on there quite a bit as well. He probably but, is. And they, they have released an interesting line of, of figures over the last couple of years with a, you know, everyone from Bruiser Brody to Dino Bravo to referee Earl Hebner. I like what they're doing over there. They're making some cool figures and they made a Dan Housen figure. Well, for those that are in the Richmond area, I was excited to find, I don't know, look, this is the AEW show. I don't know if this is the the wrestler that should remain nameless. However, uh, if you're in the Richmond area, uh, there is some AEW figures of CM Punk. I saw I saw a couple of floating around. It was just very interesting. Because, like, my son, who doesn't follow all of the dirt sheets, who doesn't follow anything backstage, just, you know, it was really, really excited. One of the wrestling figures, he has hundreds. One of the figures he doesn't have, because it was before his time, is a CM Punk. So yeah. he was interested uh, asking about CM Punk. I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but as of right now, if you're interested in some CM Punks, they are floating around the central Virginia area at your uh, local stores that you always pick up AEW wrestling figures. So I think that, I think the figures are cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, look, look, look at Obvious, EJ, look at the collector. If I could turn uh, my camera around, I've now moved down this wall and I've got nine figures, including a CM Punk figure along this wall. So I'll do a video tour and post it on our, Twitter, on, our on our Twitter, on our Twitter account for as long as that's going to be up for. But I'll, put, look, I'll, do it, I'll do it on Facebook and Twitter. I'll do a tour of what's behind me, all 68 AEW figures I currently have. That's 60, amazing. 69, including this one, and I've got one or two on order. So it's it's getting it's getting a little absurd. Now, here's the real question. Do they ever come out of the box? I have only opened a handful of AEW figures. A couple because I inadvertently bought doubles of them. I bought a double Cheetah uh, or Io Sky back in the day. No, Riho. I had two Rehos and I had two MJFs. So I have opened those two. The only other one I opened, I did get the CM Punk uh, like return exclusive figure from uh, RingsideCollectibles.com. And I did, op I did open that in solidarity with our sister 
the he, our heel and heels, Megan. She, after she went on a major CM Punk tirade, as she should have, well deserved, well earned on CM Punk's part. I told her that the ringside exclusive figure that I had coming, I would take that out of the package. Also, it didn't fit very well on the wall, so I really had no choice anyway. So, but those who went through, otherwise, these are fully collectible in being hung up. The only one I have in a like protected case was the rare Ricky Starks they sent me. And that that's right. You said, in, yeah, I saw that. Included that was in a collector's choice a couple weeks ago. So no, they're just they're just tacked on the wall, but not not no tack to the cardboard. They're, they're, they're they keep them pristine. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to a hundred because there's already five or six more. This is turning into a toy podcast. This is great. It is, it is. Uh, there's at least five more series already announced. So they'll be making AEW figures probably. We'll see what will last longer, AEW figures being made or AEW itself. Hopefully, AEW itself. I hope uh, AEW itself, and that's actually a really good uh, segue into the first thing we want to talk about because we're going to start at the end. As a matter of fact, we're going to start so far at the end of AEW Dynamite. We're going to start with what happened off the air. It wasn't even on the air. It was off the air, but it's been making its way around social media and the Internet um, this entire time, and it's kind of been a bit of a brouhaha in a way. After AEW went off the air last night, MJF was in the ring. Tony Khan joins him in the ring. And MJF goes on a, I want to say it was a, what I saw video was about two and a half minute, three minute, very strong defense of Tony Khan and what he's done for AEW. And it was kind of a, I'm, I'm sick of the trolls. I'm sick of people talking about how dysfunctional AEW is. Tony Khan's doing something that none of you in MJF tone have the guts to do. And he and all the boys in the back are riding for Tony Khan. Uh, EJ, what do you make of all this? Because this is this is like almost breaking the fourth wall, uh, kind of up against that line. But it is a it was a very strong defense of what Tony Khan's trying to do. It was, and it was impressive. But I'm going to push back just a little bit on that. If it was anybody else, if that exact same speech came from a John Moxley, a Brian Danielson, a Samoa Joe, a Wardlow, Ricky Starks. When it came, from, when it comes from MJF, and this is a testament to how good MJF is, I think that plus the promo that he ended the show with, and then off air, this promo we're talking about, he's so good. It, I think it was still like sixty-five to seventy percent in character. Mm-hmm. Not, not to make it not sincere. I believe it was sincere, but it was done in an MJF way where because he he still basically got his signature lines in about free agency 2024 wwe he made multiple references to heat between them but his words about tony that there'd be your favorite wrestlers would not be seen on tv they would not have the sort of life they have right now if not for tony is true Mm -hmm. there was there was a monopoly for many years this is the indies were an alternative, albeit not on television. AEW is sort of the only televised indie promotion. I think that was sort of the idea that Kenny and Cody and the Bucks had. Tony just was a wrestling fan, wanted to be part of it. So MJF, albeit in character, because he still made it about himself. He still closed the show saying he's better than mm-hmm. you and you know it, but there was some compare. There was a lot of references today that that was a shot at CM Punk 
Maybe well, it was. There, was. there was a shot at CM Punk when he said wrestlers from other places come and take a dump on the company. He was talking about CM Punk. Uh, he, I'm sure he was talking about CM Punk. He yeah. could have been a little more implicit, but, you know, here's who it, it's not CM Punk doesn't care, I don't think. So I'm not going to care that much. I, the, you know, I think it's a slight exaggeration. I think MJF and John Moxley are carrying that company on their backs right now. John has been carrying it. Maybe it was foreshadowing to maybe there'll be a new person to really put that company on his back Saturday. There's so much talent in that organization right now that if a 20, if they're going to trust a 26 year old kid to hold that belt against hall of fame veterans, he better be the right one. And I have yet to see anything suggest that MJF is not the right one. He is what he says he is. I believe MJF is a generational talent. And I'm not saying that just because I'm wearing the scarf. You are he, wearing the scarf. I am. He has, I am convinced that he loves pro wrestling and loves the carny aspect to it. And if he wants to be that signature next star, like the rock and stone cold, I think he's doing it the entire right way. I'm a hundred percent behind him. He's a face right now, whether you like it or not, unless there's something really sinister planned for Saturday, MJF is just going to have to live with the fact that he's a face. Yeah. I mean, so my thoughts on it, on the speech was, is there's some mixed emotions there. And I, and I think the reason why that was, was because in, they did it after the cameras went off. Mm-hmm. So by doing it after the camera, now everybody knows everybody has a cell phone. It was on the internet within, you know, 10, 15 minutes after the speech. So maybe they were trying to get that quote unquote earned media in that way. There was still very much a angle aspect to it. I, I agree to agree with that. I'm just trying to figure out, like you're saying, they're doing this thing with Regal. They're doing this thing with him trying to be a little bit more noble uh, as he goes into this main event with John Moxley, he does this thing in defense of Tony Khan, obviously in MJF style, but there is hints of me now trying to figure out like, are they trying to figure out ways to turn him face? And if they turn like, oh, completely turn him face. And if he turns face, is it like Regal? You know, Regal turns. We, I don't. I'm still trying to figure that out, and I'm probably am too far deep in the in the weeds on it. I, as it currently stands right now. I want MJF to be the biggest heel, not just a heel, but the biggest heel in the company. I mean, the heel heat where his mother was like holding up the sign on social media that's like, I don't even like MJF. That he, type of heel. He, it's, it's heel heat he has reached already at times. Right, but but right now, I feel like he needs to tr- – like something has to happen at full gear mm-hmm. that turns the needle even more and makes him – Hundred percent heel, and I don't know if it's John Moxley or who else else steps up. But there's gonna there's got to be to me in order for AEW to kind of move forward as as currently constituted and and, and be what we need it to be. I think MJF needs to be the, the heel of all heels. Well, let's un- let's unpack that. What would need to happen Saturday? Because we got to think about this too. And I'm I'm sure Tony has figured out if. We're we're gonna just go on, kind of go on the assumption. I know we'll get to the the preview later. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that MJF is going to be crowned champion. It certainly has appeared that way. 
I'm not there yet. Go ahead. Okay, you're not there yet. So that do you think that this is a blow off? Let's just assume, let's forget who's going to win. Let's assume this is a blow off. Where does MJF go next? Where does Blackpool Combat Club go next? Is the Blackpool Combat Club going to stay a faction? They should. Will Regal still be their mentor, or are they going to start feuding with each other? There's a lot that you know is around the corner because you always have to look. You know, if you're writing creative, you got to always be yeah, doing months it ahead. Yep. six months, months ahead. Yep. Six, yep. So yep. exactly, I'm with and you. that's and that's what I'm sort of that's what AEW intrigues me the most is because they have really dynamic angles, and I guess I'm waiting to see what the pivot will be because. I'm getting. I'm very satisfied with the product, so I want more of it, and I have an idea of where I'd want to see it. So it's always the eternal question: Is is it going to line up with what you think's going to happen? And so, what would be what would it take for MJF to get that heel he he had right before he dropped his pipe bomb? Because that garnered him a lot of support when yeah. he was. So, what is it going to take? I, I, I think at this point, a, a swerve with a reunification of the firm. Yeah, is on, I think Stokely and the firm. I, true, but I think unless they're you know they're they're playing us all somehow. Stokely and the firm. It's 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 got to be some type of turn in that in that vein. Stokely and the firm. They they got to they got to cheat Moxley somehow really well, bad. They got to bring him. You know what I mean? I think it has to be even more devious than that. So awesome. I'll hold I'll hold my awesome. I'll hold my prediction till later in the show. Well, but, look, yeah, we. We've talked about toys in, in this part. So last thing we'll talk about, and then we'll really get into full gear preview because we want to stay sort of on time. It has been already reported that last night's dynamite was, I want to say 816. It was the lowest number of the lowest number in like a complete year and pretty significantly. Uh, is there any particular reason why you feel would there be any reason that you see why AEW Dynamite in particular ratings is losing a lot of steam? The last three episodes um, were, were a little bit over average, but but th- this last episode, none of them cracking a million at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last episode was was really poor in the ratings de- department. It was already released. Anything that you see, should, should Tony Khan and those guys be concerned? Uh, what's your thought on on the, the kind of significantly poor ratings? Well, you, Meanwhile, yeah. with the caveat that all of the WWE products are now going up. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think there might be a little fatigue because I think this drama and this has become a little bit tired. It's been going on for a long time. There's been a lot of distractions. There have been a lot of top stars that are out. For the fans of, the, of that 800 and some odd thousand that you can count on every week, and then you hope to get another 150,000 more to maybe get up to a million. You know, how many hundred thousand of that are sort of like, not diehards, but know the product in and out. Are they getting sort of fatigued by the lack of Kenny and lack of the Bucks? Are they getting tired of waiting for an ROH product? Is there just too much of these? Too much, too much Jack Perry. I don't know. But the, the answer to your question, oh, yeah, yeah, Tony yeah, should be concerned because eight hundred, eight hundred eighteen thousand was the number. For that's last a, that's a, that's a, and the crowd wasn't very good. It sounded either. There was a lot of reports that the crowd was sort of not all that uh, enthusiastic. So, you know, organizations have periods like this. It's a product usually of the how dynamic and how interesting the storylines are. And outside of MJF, 
is there another? I mean, I think there's some people who have gotten some stagnant storylines, some guys sure. whose storylines have gotten gone way too long and are just aren't exciting enough to maintain because they've got some of their key stars out. I mean, like, yeah, Ken, Kenny and the Bucks being out this long is now starting to hurt the company. You know, I don't know what moves the needle. You know, hundred like like if you have over a hundred thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar, over a hundred thousand viewership drop in one week. I don't know if that's just oh the, you know, the storylines are getting still. I mean, we're in a season where look, everything's happening. The NBA's back. College basketball's back. Yeah, that's all know, true. Football's I'm, I'm, coming. I'm I trying just, to I'm trying to make some yeah. like wrestling related. Yeah, right, issues, right. I think you're right. I think all that people you know. are getting back outside. There's concerts. You know what I mean? Like things that we just talked about that took us away. Parent teachers conferences that'll take us away from kind of our regular mm-hmm. viewer fandom. And I'm just starting to wonder. However, like we just said, with the WWE products, especially NXT, has been actually steadily moving up. Um. It could be some wrestling fatigue in there. Uh, You know, I'm not going to panic in the sense that they should be concerned just yet because, and I I had this discussion with my wife all the time, you're kind of competing against yourselves in some ways. So if you're losing ratings amongst yourselves, it's a significant concern, and you want to obviously buck that trend as soon as possible. But if you're still on cable in the demo of 18 to 54 or 45 or whatever the demo you're looking at 18, as for advertiser. 40, 18 to 49, I believe. Or right. If like you're that. still doing better than most things on cable television, which AW Dynamite is, mm-hmm. you got to feel good. You know, you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. So, I don't think, I don't think he's sweating it. I don't think he's seeing drops to, you know, 500,000. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't pay much attention to ratings. I mean, so I don't know if the holidays bring a drop or nothing, but you know, if MJF wins the title on Saturday and people who didn't buy the pay-per-view hear about it and they start teasing it, if that rating is 910,000 next week, then you're right back where you were. And you, you know, are I, right back. It's, it's an interesting thing. Let's so let's let's change gears and talk about the actual show last night because I want to get the majority of our time to preview full gear and we'll probably skip over some things to just when we get to the full gear sure. preview, we can we can talk about what happened last night. Um, there's a couple of really, really, like, I think classically very cool AEW things that did happen last night. Overall, I would say leading into a pay-per-view, was there, a, was there like, massive, massive excitement, massive heat to build up the uh, the main event and that they tried. I don't think again. You were talking about the crowd. I think there was a lot of elements that last night just didn't feel like it connected as much. And uh, full what, dis- and full disclosure to everybody, yeah. I was at a concert last night. I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it live. <laughs> I, I was had... trying. To, I saved you, Elliot. I was saying That's other right. things. No, we're not going to lie. We're, we're not going to lie to our friends. It no, wasn't we're... lying. It was, you know what I mean. Well, I don't. I don't like but... admitting anything about my life to my friends who listen here. <laughs> All of you get but, full disclosure and the other, but I have caught up on it and I watched the end live. Was, so yeah, I was going to say full disclosure. I watched just about every wrestling event, like not just Dynamite, every wrestling event on a at least an hour and a half delay where I can start and fast forward through the commercials mm-hmm. yeah. and end it end it at a lot. I do that every time. So um, with that said, uh, some really cool things that I thought were just 
classic AEW, classic awesome, made me feel really good about it. And the top of that list was the Acclaims music video featuring Captain Insano. Mm-hmm. All, I don't know what Big Show's doing overall at AEW, but yeah. what did you think of the actual music video as a segment? So mm-hmm. you get you get an acclaimed rap, you get a Max Caster rap, you get the music video, um, and then you get a match between Bowens and Swerve, which I thought Swerve looked great and did a really good job, but it all leads into full gear tag team title match, but I just thought the music video was just classic and great. What did you think about it? I thought, actually, the rap was fantastic. The segment overall was really, every week, the acclaimed just gets better and better. They've they've made me like Billy Gunn. I didn't used to be a big Billy Gunn fan. You hated Billy Gunn, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm, I, I now, I can't help but like his involvement, the way he's treating those boys like sons it's really fantastic the music video was tight it was cool i mean max caster can definitely rap i'm gonna get here's a very very unpopular opinion i don't the water boy is not my favorite movie of all time adam sandler movies were funny at one point in my life i think they are a little bit overrated um so in addition, you, gotta, you gotta like the callback though. Like the callback I, was hilarious. I liked it. I knew inevitably that was going to happen when Paul White joined ECAW <laughs> two years ago. This was teasley we at Captain Nintendo. I'm sure he's been dying to do it. Vince would have never let him do it in the Fed. So great, but I, I think Paul White is taking up space over there because I don't know really what he does there. So if that if that's right. really all Paul White can do is put on his Captain Nintendo for a good callback on the hottest act on in aw great so, i i enjoyed it i kind of like roll my eyes at paul white but the he match was, was the host of one of the elevations or darks is he not doing that anymore i think he still does that um that's okay. i think that's one on monday or tuesday that i don't yeah, watch yeah. as frequently as the dark right. so but again uh, paul white i think has you <laughs> has used up as much as the you know when he came into AEW, AEW was in a much different place than it is now. They were really um, excited to have him. It was like a big announcement. It was like a big deal. And I, I guess, I you know, when he's in there in the ring, I appreciate Paul White more when he's, and then when he's out of the ring. So he's not in the ring anymore. But Swerve and Bowens was tremendous. Two top athletes. I'm really looking forward to this tag team match on Saturday. Well, let's go. Let's go for it. First prediction of the night in full gear 2022. It's going to be Swerve in our glory, taking on the champs, the acclaim. What do you, who do you think wins? My prediction is that the acclaim retain their titles and we will see the turn of Swerve on Keith Lee, breaking up Swerve in our glory. Keith and Swerve will then feud. Keith is the face, Swerve is the heel. There will be new tag teams to challenge the acclaim. They'll continue on as champs. Swerving our glory will get blowed up. Uh, I can echo completely double that prediction to the T. Mm-hmm. So the acclaim retain, Swerve and our glory break up, Swerve turns heel. It's been written for weeks. Go ahead and look. One of those things like Julia Hart joining um, mm-hmm. House of Black, just like just rip the bandit off. Let's just make that happen. 
just like Dom, just like Dominic joined the Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah it's, it was... it, this is this is inevitable. Let's and it's time. This story has been great. Swerve looked great in the ring uh, last night. So let's just let's just do that. One. Swerve's a great heel. Part Keith. of me would love to see Keith Lee turn into a monster and take out Swerve, but it wouldn't work because Swerve doesn't have any face, you know, juice right now. He's a, he's a heel. And Keith Lee is very lovable, but Keith Lee can be a monster. And I like to see that come out of him at some point. So it would be cool if Keith Lee actually assaulted Swerve, although that would probably get Keith Lee even more over. So, yeah, but that's what's going to happen. And I, uh, you know, I've struggled a little bit with the Swerve um, roles, like understanding exactly what they were trying to do. Um, we were not on last week, and I really thought the Rick Ross thing was hilarious. I thought the Rick Ross thing, finally it made some sense to me, mm-hmm. where it's like Swerve was with Rick Ross, Keith Lee comes in, and Rick Ross, who is great, by the way, was Rick like... Rick Ross gave the best promo of the week right, last week. It was like, toast to success. I thought it was the best thing. And mm-hmm. like, Keith, you could tell, like, Keith Lee's getting agitated. He's just like, relax, you know? And I was like, that's that's what I need. I needed more of that, and I thought that was really good, but... To a T on your, uh, we are in lockstep, so we're one for one so far on our first predictions. Let's go back to um, last night because there was another thing that I think was super cool, and I and I really thought it was the match of the night. Stole the show as often Top Flight does uh, in the Lucha Brothers do, but anytime you're going to put Death Triangle in the ring and then you give them uh, Top Flight, so the return of Darius. Uh, was there Dante mm-hmm. Martin was there and then newly contract offered we talk about this some yeah. other time because AEW just seems to do this they get their indie guys or free agent guys put them in the ring and then offer them a contract a la Bandito two weeks ago right um AR Fox who for those that don't really know they made a they did a really good job last night of talking about AR Fox's you know 15 plus year career and not yeah. only as an indie kind of star but also a legendary trainer who's trained a ton, a ton of wrestlers. Uh, looked great, looked fantastic for his. He's he's got to be one, he's got to be on the our um, truth diet because he. I think he is a little bit older than the newly signed guys, but he looked phenomenal. Lucha Brothers um, pack put in put on an amazing show. Obviously, Always. they did all the all the flippity flips that you could do. And Ar Fox was just right there with him. I thought yeah. it was the match of the night. Uh, what do you think of? Um, Death Triangle, who who pulled out the victory, uh, and then obviously there was a, some some post match shenanigans that we'll talk about as well. Thoughts on the match, and then we'll talk to who they're going to fight at full gear. I'm glad Darius is back. He looked look good. I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't say he looked particularly like noticeably rusty. He's no, obviously he worked good. really hard. He looked just fine. Ar Fox, I echo your sentiments for this. It'll know him. Do a deep dive. Ar Fox is fantastic. Dante Martin should be the new, the next Miles Morales in the spider <laughs> in the in the Spider Verse live action play. Yeah. If if not, be the stunt double because he did he can do things. He's right up there with everybody else, but he seemed to do it even more smoothly than most. And he's so young. I don't know if the charisma is there. I don't know what kind of future Dante is going to have, but he is athletically as impressive. If he doesn't. If wrestling doesn't work out, he can go right to Cirque du Soleil. He can go right to Hollywood and be a stunt coordinator for Marvel. Dante, to me, is one of the most impressive young athlete, wrestle, you know, performers and athletes out there doing their thing in AEW. Um, 
yeah, I'm interested to see what Death Triangle and the tr- what happens with the trios title after maybe at or after Saturday. No, let, let's talk about it because they've been uh, previewing the return of the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, for quite some time now. Uh, probably at least two, two weeks, two, three mm-hmm. weeks now. Um, I didn't. I, I actually did not see this coming. I thought it was super weird when Pat got the mic after the mic, uh, after the match. And I was like, what, what's happening here? Uh, and then he alluded to uh, the return of the elite, but then AEW confirmed it. You know, they put the video montage on and it will be Death Triangle versus the elite for the trios titles at full gear. What do you think of the, the return? Is that a good use of the return? And what do you think uh, predictions on who wins the match? Well, until you said that, I actually didn't know that they that it was a because again, I was not watching live or caught up everything last night. So it was announced the elite. Yeah, they did a video Saturday. montage. And they've had they, well, they've had some montages, but no, no, no. This is the montage that had the the graphic Death Triangle versus. Then they they vapored up into uh, the elite uh, as gotcha. they were vaporing okay. down. And so, yes, it is set. It is locked in. It is a big announcement for Full Gear. The Elite is returning. They are returning for the Trios titles, and they are taking on Death Triangle. Interesting. I believe Death Triangle will retain. And, you know, I don't have a great reason why, other than I think their story has not finished being told. I think if you take the titles off, you know, Elite returning after winning the titles, they came to titles being suspended. They come back and they immediately upset this team that's held it dutifully for in their absence would be a bad call. I think everyone, I think hopefully cooler heads would prevail. They will get their time to hold this, but I think, I don't know how it's going to, I think shenanigans will occur as they usually do. And I don't know from which side they will come on, but I think it will cost them some sort of victory. Maybe it'll even be a by disqualification, but I believe death triangle will retain. You know, everything you just said is what I'm thinking. And the only thing that upsets me about this is everything that we're talking about is things that are outside of the ring. So, and and so for the wrestling fan, like the one that's looking at the product um, without looking at any of the outside interference, everything would tell me from the outside product that the elite return and, and take the titles everything that we know of outside of the ring says that can't possibly happen. There's no way that they're going to be coming back in off suspension and win the titles day one and then, you know, go back to running rush shot over the company. So yeah, not day one, but it's, it's, it's going to happen because they're three of the top performers. Right. So, but, and it's how, it's uh, how it's, I know, but it's, uh, they had booked them to win it. And hold the title, I'm sure, for a while in September. So they're not going to give it to him day one. I think that would be the wrong move. You'll find I, people. I, I'm do, sure that I would do too. I do too. I'm 100% with you. We're both going to save Death Triangle. I just think that if all things were equal and they're returning from like an injury or something like that, because here's the thing if you go back and watch, they did get a pop when they showed up and it's like mm-hmm. the elite's coming back. That was mm-hmm. one of the loudest moments of the night for the crowd when they and they weren't even there. They just kind of came up in the video, and so they were like, "Let's go!" I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Could be has the potential to steal the show at full gear, but somehow, 
I think Death Triangle retains. Hey, if you're getting 800 and what was it, 811,000, 836,000 <laughs> viewers, you might want to see the elite have to sweat for a few weeks. It might build up some interest and get it back up, get that yeah, number back up. I would say, you know, to get ratings up, just put the Lucha Brothers on all the time. Put them on more. I no argument. No argument there. So, though, you know, believe it or not, those were the two things that I pulled out of. Uh, those are the two things that I really pulled out of last night's show. There's some other, there was a, there's a couple other things and I will, I will talk about this one because there's been a change to the card on full gear. Okay. And that is the number one contender tournament. So last night they had Ethan page versus bandito for the semifinal. The other semifinal was supposed to be, I want to say Ricky Starks and Lance, Lance Archer. Uh, that has been moved now. Lance, Lance Archer or Brian Cage? No, excuse me. Brian Cage is taking on, uh, I guess it was, yeah, Brian Cage is in, right? And he's, he's taking on, it was, Ricky Starks was in this thing. And I mm-hmm. think a legitimate injury to Ricky Starks has moved the final mm. to Wednesday on Dynamite of next week. So they've taken off the final. Um. Okay. Of the uh, of the kind of number one contender tournament, Ethan Page did score a win over Bandito. Yep. Ricky Starks could not uh, compete in action. However, he cut another really really good promo, like a he, really good promo. You know, he can um, do that really well. Yeah, that that says that you know Wednesday he'll be absolute and he'll and he'll be ready. Um, do we want to talk about? Because yeah, let's. Let's talk about since that's off the card. Let's talk about what is on the card. Yeah. And so who's, had, on, so who's on the other side? Just so, so, so in the finals Wednesday on Dynamite will be Ethan Page versus. Is it Brian Cage or does Brian Cage is there a match this Friday at? I'm sure someone knows the answer out there, but yeah, I was. Yeah, let me look really quick while we're doing this. Um, I'll say this while you're looking at this. I'll say sure. Ethan Ethan Page. Hey, Bandito's fantastic. Bandito is just is already had a world title um, opportunity, so it wouldn't have made a lot of sense to have him cruise into the finals, especially over Ethan Page, who hopefully they're paying more attention to than they have in a few weeks. His association with the firm is fine. I don't think he needs any other sort of mouthpiece, but um, Ethan Page is a star and should be should already be getting world title opportunities. So I hope to see him. I he's my pick to win this tournament on now on Wednesday. Probably curious to see who he's planning on facing. I guess it's either Brian Cage, who had made his way to the semifinals. Was Starks? Is it, it going to be Hobbs? Is he replacing uh, Starks? Okay, so let's see. Page booked his victory over Bandita in the semifinals, and will face mm-hmm. either Brian Cage, Lance Archer, or Ricky Starks in the final. So Lane, apparently Brian Cage, Lance Archer, or Ricky Starks is in the final. Um, I don't know how exactly how we got there, but I do know was it was it going to be Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and then Lance Archer attacked Ricky Starks? I think that's what happened, something of that nature. So Lance and Brian will wrestle this Friday so, on Rampage. No, 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 Is that no, what? No, no, no. It's between Triple Threat, Brian, Lance, and Ricky. And I I don't exactly know. I, I got to figure out exactly how we got there. I don't I don't know. Okay, well, Ethan Page will face one of them in the finals. And if Ricky Starks Ethan, is injured, if Ricky Starks is injured, Ethan Page deserves to win it over Lance Archer and Brian Cage. Who are basically yeah, I think the same, Ethan Page. Are I think we're safe to say. 
I think it's safe to say Ethan Page is going to win. Yeah, that's what I think is good. Here's the thing: I will say this about Brian Cage: though. last put Eddie, three, put Eddie Kingston back in the tournament. Last three weeks, Brian Cage has been so, like so impressive. Brian Cage never yeah. did it for me. I thought he was great the last couple of weeks. He did a ward. He did a wardload match that was I thought was phenomenal. He did a match uh, last week that I thought was was really good as well. I thought Brian Cage was really doing some cool stuff. Uh, he de- he doesn't have much personality for me or much charisma. He's a really impressive physical figure who can do some impressively impressive things. Eh. There's plenty. Of, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty. Of, I like Wardlow a lot more than I like Brian Cage. So. Well, let's. Ward- Wardlow is my guy in that category. So Brian Cage. Eh. Let's talk about Wardlow because there that was and, and this is a segment that happened last night, and we can also preview the full gear match that is on the card. Wardlow, Samoa Joe, Powerhouse Hobbs, all of them last night get into a massive brouhaha of of big people, you know, meleeing guys running out of the back. Wardlow does a uh, a somersault over the top rope into a you know giant prowl of people. Uh, so so the segment so Mojo comes out to explain uh, to the audience why he did what he did to Wardlow, and it was basically like, hey, look, this guy says he's coming for everything. That's got you know I got to keep my head on a swivel. Um, I think they're portraying Joe as the heel in this kind of predic- this predicament. But then Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs comes out, and he's kind of the heel. Then Wardlow comes out, he's clearly the face. But it leads into what's going to be, I think, I think a really good match, man. Wardlow is the TNT champion versus Samoa Joe versus Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a three-way match for the title. What is your thoughts on this story? What are your thoughts on how they're using Wardlow, Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs in this? I was starting to worry about how they were booking Wardlow, even with the title. But now I'm a little more at ease about it, and I'll tell you why. Joe is – is you can always count on Joe to deliver. He, I think, hopefully will be one of the faces of whatever Ring of Honor is going to be. And Powerhouse Hobbs is long overdue for this sort of shot. I like seeing this combination together. Again, personally, I wish the AEW had built Keith Lee better in the last year and a half where this would be a fatal four-way with these four. These are the four guys I want to see go at it. My concern for Wardlow is if he keeps doing moves like he's doing, I see one of those like really bad neck injuries that's going to shorten his career. He's going to he's going to he's too big to fall that much and that and that far. I think it's possible Wardlow is going to lose the title Saturday. But I think that's okay. Because if, again, if Tony has any good sense, Wardlow should be MJF's first feud. So it'd be okay with me if that sort of, if Wardlow loses the title, maybe doesn't get pinned. Triple threat, you can, champ can lose his belt without getting pinned. I think powerhouse Hobbs is going to win the title on Saturday by taking out Joe. I think Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs will get some return match, but I but I think that's when further shenanigans will incur and Wardlow will transition himself to a different opponent 
that being MJF. Hobbs will then have the TNT title and start taking on newcomers. Interesting. Uh, I'm, th- we are going to differ on this one. I think Wardler retains. I think him being the TNT champion right now is, is the best he can do. I don't think he's going to be at the top of the ticket feuding with MJF and the John Moxley's of the world and the Hangman Pages of the world just yet. So keep him, keep the title on him. Have a good, you know, have a really, you know, as Biggie would say, big meaty men slapping meat type <laughs> match with Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Samoa Joe in there. I think that's going to be a really, really good, hard hitting match. I think Wardlow comes out on top. Right. And I think he, uh, I think he, you know, closes out the year. I think he rides out the year as the champ. Um, and, 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 you know, there's nothing in AEW's history, especially if we're looking at what they did with, you know, what they're doing with Jade that says he can't have a really long run and, and hold the belt for a long time. So I'm going to stick with Wardlow on this one. Okay. I'm all in for powerhouse Hobbs. I it's do his, like Hobbs. And I, and I actually like how they're using, how they're using Hobbs. Um, point it, was just a, it was just a few weeks ago we were saying, is Hobbs and Starks even still around anymore? Exactly. But we they really had, were. They, they had both returned, and they're doing different things. They they seem to have closed out their feud, which we, I don't think came to a great conclusion, but they're but doing But this goes now. to the, the heart of the problem with AEW. This is the heart of the problem with AEW. There, a lot of talent, not, a lot, not enough TV time for all of the talent. Um, that they have, and there's just tons of folks, tons of folks that get lost. Mm-hmm. We talk about it every week. There are tons of folks, as we go into full gear, that are under contract, that are not wrestling, they're not on TV, they're not like being seen. We don't know if they're in Japan. We don't know what's happening with them. Like, where's Brody King right now? I don't know. Right. Um, and and it, it just seems to be a thing with AEW, where it just keeps going and going, and you know, we just got it. We got. We're gonna have to deal with that. Um, one point of clarification: the Ricky Starks and Lance Archer will wrestle this Friday, so tomorrow, on Rampage. The winner of that match will move on uh, in the tournament. I still, Brian Cage is still there. Ethan Page is still there. So I still don't really know how this all comes to a head. But tune, in, tune in tomorrow. We'll get it cleared yeah, up. We're going to clearing, like, I don't know if there's brackets for the title. This is the title eliminator. Um, we mentioned it. It's one of my favorite things in AEW. Let's talk about the TBS title and one of my favorite uh, wrestlers in the business right now. Nyla Rose. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no, Nyla continues to be awesome and really funny, and she is taking yep. on a very motivated, very angry Jade Cargill. Uh, who Nyla still? I think it's funny. The I stole the TBS title belt. I need security. I'm the champion, and nobody can get it back for me. Type thing. I think it's great. I think it's a great use of Nyla's talent. I think Nyla with Jade is a great match. Uh, clearly, Jade's gonna beat her. She's gonna get her title back at full gear, and my that's my prediction. But I do love the storyline. What do you think? It has been one of the better storylines over the last month or two is Nala just full on claiming herself as the TNT champion. Jade has had multiple shots to try to get the title back has fallen short each time, but she's still looking strong. They are going to put on, it'll be, it'll be a very satisfactory seven, seven minute, seven minute banger. There'll be some good moves in the end. We're going to wait for Jade to put Nyla, you know, 
make lift her up to press her the way she does. Nyla's fantastic in and out of the ring. Jade is a rising superstar. I wish Jade was wrestling as much as Bianca is over in WWE, but they have just booked her differently, which is just fine too, because she is a, she, I, I say that because like Tony use her while you, you have her because she's probably not long for the wrestling business because she's probably got a Hollywood career. So I'd rather see her more while she's still a wrestler, but yeah, Jade's going to win the title. Nyla's played this foil part perfectly. She's great. I, 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 grown to really really love and respect nyla rose during uh during this period more so than ever because i just think she's showing more of her personality and again, good. And, and again with with all we what we just talked about with all this talent who struggles sometimes to get tv time because they have five hours a week they still have homegrown stars on dark and elevation young indie True. guys that they grow and True. nyla who's been there for a long time and was sort of an afterthought for many, 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 many months is now right back inserted into a great program and has made the most of it, which is what, you know, wrestlers say is all that matters is when you have that opportunity, make the most of it. And she has. Well, speaking of opportunities and making the most of it and coming back, there is a woman's grudge match on the card as well. Uh, Really good promos. I would say from both DMD and Soraya, um, Really, really good storyline. It seems they've gotten personal in the story. I know it's not – I don't think they're working themselves into a shoot, but I do think they're they're building up um, a really, really good good match that actually has no it's, – it's a match that doesn't have any belts, doesn't really mm-hmm. need any belts. DMD is saying, hey, look, I carried this company while you were off nose doing Lord knows what, and uh, Soraya is like, I am this company – uh, not this company, but I am wrestling, and you haven't paid your dues. You've only been on TV three years. It's it's gotten some really and really really good promos. Uh, what do you think? Who comes out on top? What what what's your thoughts on this kind of blood feud match here? Yeah, this is the the crux of this match. The heart of the story has been Paige being cleared to return. Uh, the use of Renee Paquette over the last few weeks to uh, sort of Soraya. Did I, what did I say? Paige? Sorry, Soraya. My bad. I apologize. <laughs> you know, old, old habits die hard. Die hard. The fact that Soraya is cleared is really the is where the emotion's coming from. She got emotional just announcing that to the cameras yep. last week. Um, and good for her. Like I was saying, Renee Paquette having Soraya on or uh, the Sessions podcast and having her mediate these interviews the last few weeks that they've again danced around and towards each other. It's being told very well. I'm really happy for Soraya. Did you see on when Soraya was back on the sessions with Renee when she got cleared by the doctor? You know who the first person Soraya texted was? I do not know. Mercedes. Okay. Texted Mercedes because it, it was Sasha who had injured Paige and took her out for five years. It was, you know, not done intentionally. What, here's what Soraya said. I texted Mercedes and told her, you know, I know this was a tough time for you and I'm cleared and I'm back. And I thought, I haven't told anybody else, but I thought it would make you feel good. And she said Mercedes was overjoyed. But what Soraya said was, you know, I know it's been hard for her because I know it wasn't intentional. We are wrestlers. We sign up for this. But when you accidentally end someone's career, 
it obviously took a tough toll on Mercedes. So the fact that she's back and she can kind of ease Mercedes's guilt about it, because she said she's, she's had guilt about it for years, you know, while being very self-aware. But I think that's great that Soraya is back, that she was able to come back after it's been five years. I think she I think she will have some rust. So I'm not expecting too much for this match. I'm wondering if this is where we're going to see Jamie Hayter get involved and and I don't, I don't think start, so because but, Hayter has a championship match that night. Yeah, you're probably right. So I think Soraya is going to go over. I think it'll be. I think Britt will make her look great. And Britt is everything she says she's been. She has carried that this company for a long time, uh, for better or for worse. She's a huge talent, and this is uh, going to be sort of the the inspirational, emotional match of the night with Soraya getting her hand raised in victory over Britt. So I have very, very low expectations for this match. Uh, I just hope the often crappy AEW crowd for women's wrestling matches uh, are not not their crappy selves um, and understand exactly what you said. Soraya hasn't wrestled in five years. It's not going to be, you know, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks out there. No. That's that's my expectation of it being has a potential. If they put on a show while the crowd surprise the hell out of us, that would be great. Yeah, this one has the most potential, I think, to have the lowest floor. Um, and and I just hope that everyone does you know pulls out the stops and make themselves look good. I do. I agree with you, Soraya, uh, in her return match. She's not going to lose it. DMD has proven at this point that she is a hundred percent okay with putting people over and she's, you know, she's won quite a bit, obviously in AW lore. So Soraya goes over. I think we're times two on that quickly as we continue on moving through the card. It's one of those nights for AW. It's going to be a long night for the pay-per-view. Uh, Jamie Hayter is on the card. Tony storm is the champion. I have very little, um, What's the word? Excitement here for this match. Uh, Tony Storm to me, I understand they're trying to make, you know, you try to make Tony Storm a thing. Basically, everywhere she's gone, she's gotten a lot of push. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do it for me in, in, in the ring at all. Uh, she doesn't, her matches don't seem to be the top tier championship caliber matches that I even think Brett Baker or Rio or, you know, Serena Deeb or Shirai put on. So I struggle with Tony Storm being champion, especially when you look in the locker room and you have Jamie Hayter and you have Athena and you have Ruby Soho. Um, but I get it. I get it. Oh, yeah. I get it. But I would love for Jamie Hayter to go over the top, become the champion, and see if we can move on to a new new horizon here. Is that what you're calling? Jamie Hayter, new champ? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I got to, I got to, Diverge from you somehow. Hater goes over. Well, I, Haters I, are gonna hate. I, I agree with everything you say, but for some reason, I'm gonna. I think Tony Storm's gonna retain somehow. Ugh. I think that might make her. I think that's gonna get some more some heel heat for, her, and maybe this change of character where she's a heel champ is gonna work. I don't know. I don't have a very good reason for it, but <laughs> someone to be contrarian. And again, I have sort of low low expectations for this match or just low excitement. That's the better word for it, low excitement. I, and I actually even, think even though I like Jamie Hayter a lot. 
I do. Um, I think it could be a better wrestling match than Brett Baker and Soraya. I, well, I hope it will be. And I hope they both leave it out. You know, I have so much respect for all those ladies out there because they've never really gotten their full due appreciation. So treat them right. They're trying to, they're trying to, they're entertaining the hell out of us as much as the guys. Um, I get why people like Tony Storm too, but I share your sentiments. I just think she's going to retain and keep it going yeah, for a little right, bit the longer. Key, the key here is for the AEW crowd not to be jerks. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, hard. Title, there'll be a lot of title changes. Well, I'm calling a lot of title changes. You can't have no title changes. You know, there's going to be, I think, one at the end, but are they going to do a second one? Maybe. I say Tony's going to retain. All right. Speaking of blood feud grudge matches, they're putting it in a steel cage. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Do you have a prediction? I could not care less about this match. (laughs) This is your floor match. This is the match that you think... I like all cage matches because I like when <laughs> I, I like the aspect of that cage in there. And I, I like it when there's blood and wrestling. I have no problem with the crimson mask. And I hope Luchasaurus just further abuses Jungle Boy. I'm calling Luchasaurus, even though that probably won't happen. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They're fighting at this point for pride. I don't know where either one of them go after this is over. I really don't. Uh, I don't, you know... It doesn't seem like Christian Cage is going to be back anytime soon. Do you put this thing to bed? If you put it to bed um, at the pay-per-view, that means Jungle Boy goes over somehow and and ends this thing with Luchasaurus. My biggest concern is after it's over, where do these guys go? I have no clue. Luchasaurus should be inserted into into this Samoa Joe, Wardlow, TNT title. He's... He fits that size, that build. His character's good. He's got a mouthpiece with Christian Cage, who, you know, I can take and leave at this point. I think he's a good heel, but again, sort of like Paul White, Christian Cage, maybe they have a little bit of space. Like, it seems like Christian Cage took the place that Matt Hardy had. And like, <laughs> no, you need someone who's in their toilet. Someone else deserves that, not Christian Cage. So. I don't know where Jack Perry goes. I like. I want Luchasaurus to continue going up the rankings. Jack Perry is not a pillar of this company, as initially predicted. This company is much different than it was when when Jungle Jungle Boy was anointed a pillar. So, I like, them, I like them better as a tag team. I wish they just make up and go back to being maybe they Jura- will. Jurassic maybe Express. Will. I think Jurassic Express in the tag division is actually that makes sense. All of this other stuff to me doesn't make sense. I don't. Care. I agree. Who do you have going over? Oh, I, I think it ends. Jungle Boy goes over. Just, gotcha. just, and I just say that just so to get it over with. Yeah, no, I, and, and I, I don't need. Same, I don't need this to continue on. Same thing, Luchasaurus, and I hope it doesn't go on. Speaking of things that I don't need to continue to go on, and it also hits us to the "What year is this?" category of AEW's full gear. We have Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Versus Sting and Darby Allen, like you said, oh the last match, and I love you know this. I am very open about this. I love Jay Lethal. I think Jay Lethal is a star. I would put Jay Lethal in any kind of title picture that we could have. I just think he's great. I actually like Sanjay. I love. I could care less about this match. I could care less about Jeff Jarrett coming back. Uh, It gives me the whole Ric Flair last match vibes. Then you've got Sting. So you've got Jeff Jarrett, Sting, 
Combi uh, combined, combined age, with, probably yeah. just south of 130. With Jay Lethal, who is too good for this, and Darby Allen, who, again, you want to talk about a pillar that's lost his way. What the hell, Darby Allen? I don't know what we're doing with Darby Allen. So, yep. this is the match. Sting and, I mean, who knows? They're, this uh, is new, so they're probably going to try to keep it going. Jeff Jarrett will probably hit someone with a guitar. It's going to be frustrating. I hope we get it over with. In the only way, like like the Jungle Boy Luchasaurus match, the only way to get it over with is if you put Darby and Sting, you know, put them over. Yeah. And move on. This is a showcase. This is a showcase match, like because ugh. it's got it's got names and legends. This is fine. Have they're gonna have probably 13, 14 minutes. Sting will probably 13 or 14 minutes too long. I agreed. Sting will stop Jeff Jarrett from swinging the guitar. Jarrett will get cracked over the head. Again, to you know, credit credit to Sting. He still has him. I did not need Jeff Jarrett back in AEW in a on-screen role. If he's, doing, if he's doing some things behind the scenes, he's a good wrestling mind. Maybe he's a brilliant. He's a brilliant wrestling mind. He's run Prob companies. probably. Tony needs Jeff Jarrett. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. he does. That way, you think it'd be helpful. Not I don't need screen. to see Jeff Jarrett who. By the way, at 56, looks great. He looks fantastic. Is that what he is, 56? I think so. I think it's 56. He's younger than Billy Gunn? I don't know about that. I don't need him nope. in the ring. And I need better for I need better for Darby Allen at this point. And Jay Lethal. Oh, Jeff, Jay, I've, I've been way past the... He's I 55. Mean, Jeff Jarrett's 55 years old. Really? Hmm. You know. Who knows? Wow. He could be anywhere between fifty-five and sixty. We don't know at this point. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't need it. Um, so that way, are we? So are we both calling Sting? Sting and Darby go over. Move it along. Yep. Move but it along again. Show, showcase match, maybe ten minutes. Um, let's talk about this four-way match. Sting's, Sting still sells tickets. That's why he's there. He does. He's he's a legend. He's mm -hmm. a legend. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the four-way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Only two more card, two more fights left. It is the four-way match for the Ring of Honor Championship. This is Chris Jericho champion, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanole, and Sammy Guevara. Let me ask you this, because they also wrestled, of, you know, they had, I don't know, 15, they had a lot of minutes at the top of the show yesterday. Yeah, the tag team, right? Jericho yeah, and Sammy. Yeah, the tag team match, okay. yep. A lot of minutes at the top of the show. Fine, yep. fine match. Not a good match. Like a, a B match, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is Are we getting a little bit of Jeff Jarrett, Brian Danielson, Sammy, Claudio fatigue? Is there any Blackpool JAS fatigue in there? Or do you are you as hot for this match as ever? Uh, I'm only hot for the main event for MJF and Moxley. Okay. Uh, this, this is the other one I'm interested to see the outcome um i'm sure i'll be tuning in saturday and I'll, I'll i'll this is among the one that i would watch in earnest okay. uh so yeah, you're compelled I, you're compelled by this match i'm com i'm compelled and i'm more compelled than than not compelled okay. or or you're indifferent i'm not indifferent about this i'm definitely net positive on this match okay so yeah, and, yeah i'm much yeah. more in the fatigue zone for these guys uh I, I think this 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 got Jericho and say this foursome I think is a little bit illustrative of maybe what this wrestling fatigue is or how I'd explain maybe the current yep. wrestling fatigue. I'm not putting it on any of those four gentlemen 
Um, but when you, if you feel fatigued by this feud, I think that's maybe in like a microcosm of like people who might be feeling explaining the so. fatigue of wrestling. Exa- that's a good thing. I think it's. Ex- I think that's a good point. I think exactly. If you have AEW fatigue, this is why a match like this, which is a big match, is why you would have AEW fatigue. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to all four of these men showing off their craft. They will each get their opportunity. They always get their opportunity every time these people are featured. Again, when you're talking about Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, arguably two of the 15 best who have ever done it. Sure. Claudio, Claudio has been doing it for almost 20 years on television. He's fantastic. Sammy is a polarizing figure, but a rising young star. In He's the, the only one in the match that I'm excited to see. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see Sammy. We, you and I, are still are definitely on I'm still on the Sammy train. I like strong, him just fine. Stronger than Sammy. Yeah, strong. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Sammy. I would he, got, he, got a, he got a reality check this weekend, though. He did. He he did that. He did that. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. realized uh, maybe maybe he didn't realize it. I don't know, but you know, Sammy's not a he's not a known star. Outside no. of wrestling, the Paul brothers—they're right. known stars outside of wrestling. They yeah. get heat everywhere they go. You have to know wrestling. You have to know EW to know Sammy Guevara. Sammy and, uh, is not not quite clearly, ready for prime, t- prime time in it. And clearly, but... the Floyd Mayweather crowd did not <laughs> give a shit about who AEW or Sammy Guevara was. Yep, they were definitely crickets. As far as the prediction, like. I don't know. Like, I got, can I just call this with a complete toss up? It would make perfect sense. It would make good sense for Jericho to hold it a little longer, but it makes a lot more sense for either Danielson or Claudio to win that title. And I think this whole, I think it's going to factor into the whole Blackpool Combat Club results of Moxley. I don't know if one of them, I feel like they might be switching. World championships on the in the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley I think might lose it, and I think one of these two men is going to win it. But again, Jericho has people eating out of the palm of his hand when Judas plays. He's still incredibly marked and has done a really good job. Yeah, I, I, holding the title, being the Ocho. I yeah, think I might actually. I, I think I might actually continue. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna say. I'm gonna say Jericho retains somehow. And ha- the hows and the whys, we'll just have to wait for Saturday. But if I got to draw a name, I'm saying Jericho or Sam. So I think we're in the same boat. And, the, and, I, and I don't have a really good reason like you. The only reason I have is that I, I like what they were doing. I like the Ocho. I like the returning ROH champions coming back like Darton, uh, Dalton Castle and those guys fighting. Different champions coming back and fighting Jericho. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy in the company I feel that can be a fighting champion and consistently fight folks outside of the company and make it like exciting and make it work. Right. Cause, um, cause he has his, cause he, cause he has his Lionheart gimmick. He can always do his pain maker gimmick. Yeah. Jericho, um, Jericho got to give him his due. He's yeah. And, and, and while I do get a little bit of fatigue, I think of seeing Brian and, and, and Jericho and, you know, to an extent, Nah, you know, I like seeing Claudio and I like seeing Sammy, but I, I get it. They're huge, huge faces of the company. They need to be there. I, I kind of hope that this storyline of 
Jericho being the Ocho continues. Uh, so I, I enjoy that. I just don't necessarily need them fighting. Maybe it's I don't need them fighting Blackpool. I, I'm good with them fighting re- ROH returning champions and like cool scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Jericho retains. Let's get down to it with the time we have remaining left. The main event of Full Gear 2022. It is a battle for the AEW World Championship. It is the Casino Ladder Poker Chip Cash-In by Challenger MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, versus, as we said now, the guy that's carrying the company on his back, AEW champion John Moxley. I mean, it's it's the buildup is there. We know it. Elliot, who you got? How do you think it goes down? So we've, you know, we've inevitably asked this question when something situation like this has come up. Is this the biggest match in AEW history? Like, maybe not. However, I'm going to say no. No. It it probably isn't. However, for pro wrestling, this may be a significant match being the sort of coronation of what may be a generational talent, a first world championship in a major organization. You smile because you're, you're I'm, I'm, cause, cause I'm crowning MJF. You love next. this. You love this. Tell me, tell me why he, tell me why he hasn't earned it. He, he has, he said he was going to do it. He has given promo of the year, promo after promo of the year, promo after promo of the year, promo. And he was gone all summer. And we, as, he came back a little bit overshadowed when he came back, which I think he's addressed of, of maybe after the show this past Wednesday. He is ready. It's his time. They have built around this. If you, if you didn't mean to do this, then Tony wrote himself into a corner. I think last night's promo post-show shows that MJF and Tony probably have a much better relationship now. I think sure. Tony, I think Tony has, so there seems to be some MJF loyalty. MJF has let a little bit more of his, we still don't know what his true self is because he's never given an out character uh, interview. However, I think we've seen some hints of that recently, which I think is his character doing that. And that makes him so good. This match will be fine. It'll be ugly and violent and brutal it will not be particularly technical except for probably a few flinting moments because, you know, MJF's uh, – when we used to do our, our one to five rate of wrestler rankings, like sure. MJF might be a two and a half as a technical wrestler. I'd That's, give a three and a half. He can go, man. MJF can go. People don't think well, he can go. He, there's, can go. There's a, he can go, but there's a lot of stuff. He's still somewhat limited acrobatically, which doesn't make it a negative, but like – there's nothing wrong with a two and a half. I mean, two and a half to three is like the range. Eh, eh. So, so no one a, a three and a half. I'd say he's a three technical at best, but yeah. that is more than adequate. That is more than adequate. It's he's it's it's his charisma and his mic skills which have gotten him where he is, especially in AEW. He has not solely carried this company on his back, but he's been among the two or three most dynamic people yes, in this sir. company and it's time for, and it, the only one of those who hasn't held the title yet it's his time he's gonna win he's gonna pin moxley clean as a sheet 
And you don't think so? I think he the wins. Sh- I don't think, I don't the, shena- think the shenanigans will happen after. He might win clean. He might put him clean the sheet. I still think he might use the the, the ring at some point. Yeah, I think he, I he think... may he may cheat, but he will pin Moxley one two three without any as, without any outside interference. Uh, no. The the outside interference will happen afterwards, I believe. Uh, no, you're going differently. I say yeah. MJF wins by himself, maybe with the ring, but he will have someone will come out and either help him or present themselves as the next challenger to him you think he's gonna have a t- a gang behind him yeah I I, so i think i think you know i don't i think look sean spears might run out i think the firm runs out but the final nail in the coffin is when william regal turns on mox mm. does okay. whatever william regal does william regal hits mox with the ring or whatever yeah mjf pins him he mm-hmm. i do think that MJF gets gets the belt. He becomes the face of the company. He holds the gold. Uh, I do think that he wins, but I do think I think it's going to be some shenanigans in there, and I think this will cap what I would have to say is a legendary run for John Moxley. I oh, think yeah. he deserves Moxley a vacation. It has had a run. And, you know, I, you've said that before. Other people have said that before. I'm I'm not that big on dude needs a vacation. And I'll tell you why. Because there's a tribal chief in another company that is 700 and plus gold days, and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. And I know that's by the own creation of these folks, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they make their own kind of narratives in a way. But nobody's sitting here saying Jade Cargill needs a vacation. She's on a streak, you know what I mean. He he it's deserves he, he deserves the vacation that that he was that he was planning on taking because he wasn't planning on holding the gold a third time. Eh. So let let him continue with the plans he had made back in September. Now nah, plans you know? change, brother. Plans That's change. True. Ain't that the truth? Uh, but I do think that he he take he takes they lift the belt off of him. I think MJF takes it, and I do think that he moves into for the rest of the year moves into a role that's a little bit less defined, whether, I don't know if it's not on TV every week. I don't know if it's a hangman feud. You know what I mean? I think with the return of the, the elite, the Bucks and Omega and those guys, possibly the return of Malachi Black and the House of Black, possibly, you know, there's there's some things that you can work into going into 23. And Mox can still do, because let's also face it, Mox isn't a guy that's going to take vacation. Mox will be at GCW. He'll go oh, yeah. to Japan and do some bunch of you know. Just, he, just go, just go to Turks just, and just go to Turks and Cahos. He's not going to do. He's not going to do that. And you you made a good point. They're not just going to let Renee, who they just hired, not be on air for well, like. So she's going to be there anyway. True. Yeah. So it's well, like, I wanna, well, I want to nail you down next Wednesday. Okay. When when MJF comes out for Dynamite wearing that gold to open the show, yeah. will yeah. he have? Stokely and the firm behind him. Will he have William Regal behind him solo, or will they? Or will they all Regal. come out? Will they all come out? I think. Okay. I think. I think he walks out, and I think Regal somewhere around. Will the internet wrestling community basically start making memes with Roman and Paul Heyman and MJF and 
William Regal. And make that comparison. They, they should. I mean, I'm not sure. Again, you, you, you believe that's going to track track the same way. Each, champ, each company champion will have one council coming out with him. I don't know, man. I think it's all speculative Cause, cause, because that's the that's what you're that's what you're suggesting with. Yeah, if, you know, if Regal helps him Saturday. Then I Regal, think Regal is, helps him Saturday. Then Regal is now MJF's. You know, tr- I think he's know, there. I think it's different. Why, I mean. He's the wise man now. Yeah, but it's, I think I think that I think it will be utilized differently. Okay. And what I mean by that is Regal still he might stand on the apron with him, but Regal will go to the announcer table. And Max will walk to the ring and take the mic. Max will cut his promo. He's, they're not gonna they're not gonna have the tribal chief Roman relationship because as great as Roman Ray, Roman is great right now. Roman is doing like some of the best stuff he's ever done. He's still not the mouth that max is right so, close. Yeah. so so and i mean he's he does what he does extremely well i think he's the best mm-hmm. at it but there's a reason why Sami Zayn is you know talking if it's a 15 minute yeah. and he's got 12 of it no mjf mjf doesn't have yeah. that problem he, yeah, he'll yeah. do fine he'll do he'll do I, all the talking I, william yeah. regal will move so that means that that means we can get into next week we'll have to see next week but right what that'll what that'll mean for blackpool comedy Comedy. I said it again. Shout, <laughs> shout out to shout out to you, Megan. Blackpool Combat Club. That seems to be a faction then that will blow up internally if Mox loses. Claudio and Daniel are competing for the ROH title Saturday, and who knows what will happen there. And William Regal betrays all of them. How will that get addressed? We'll wait and see. That storyline makes a lot of sense. I think you're. It's likely to go that way. But we'll see. We'll see they, that you know, Black, Blackpool Combat Club sells a lot of merchandise. And probably. there's not a. You gotta also think Will Willa Yuta's not on the card. So should, does he show up? Is he there? Does he call some shenanigans? You know. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, again, there's AEW as we close out. Uh, as we close out this show, AEW has the same problem that they've always had, and it's a good problem to have. It's an embarrassment of riches. We've got one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year coming up on Saturday. And we could make a list of AEW talent that is not on the card. That is as equally as compelling with storylines, of course, of the, of the fights that are on the card. Right. So, you know, they've, they've, they've just got to make sure they're, they're utilizing what they have and, and, and really making some good things. I do think Saturday has the potential, as all their pay-per-views do, has the potential to have some really, really good matches, be a really good card. I will say this. If I'm looking at this card that has 10 matches on it right now, there is one, two, three that I probably don't care about at all. Um, I care about most of them, but, you know... They they've got they've just got they've got a lot of talent, man. They've got some they've got some good stuff, man. What's your what's your thoughts on what's your final thoughts on full gear? My final thoughts are there is going to be a media scrum after the pay per view. <laughs> oh Ten, yeah, that's Ten, true. Ten, that's Tony true. has announced that. I like that they do these media scrums. That's cool. uh, it, it's a cool thing. I hope this one's going to have I think lots of fireworks because MJF's going to be coming in shot out of a cannon. However, I expect there to be no backstage drama. Nothing shoot will come out of media scrum. 
if you're looking for fireworks in that regard, I think you'll be disappointed. I think AEW has grown and matured since September, and they're cleaning things up. So I'm I'm happy that there'll be a media scrum afterwards, and I can't wait for the whole card, and I can't wait for next Wednesday, and I can't wait for next Thursday where we'll talk about it all. Excellent. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, as we've ran so far over, which we always do when it's just the two of us. I don't know how this happens. Worth we it. Worth we it. have six six people on the card. We ended an hour. We have mm-hmm. you and me, and we're like going an hour and a half. So uh, any final kind of heels, faces, or matches to watch as we go into the weekend? Yeah, no, no matches to watch. And, you know, I it was so easy to call Glenn Youngkin the heel of the week for some of the just – inane comments our governor has made regarding education in our state. But you know what? It doesn't matter. I just realized that next Thursday we probably won't do a show because it will be Thanksgiving. So I want to just like, again, send holiday wishes to our fans out there. Follow us on all of our socials. You know what they are by now at at WCWF pod on Twitter for as long as Twitter is still around for it might be done by Saturday or Sunday. Who knows? But we're on Facebook. That's alive and well. Go to our group page, go to our Instagram, find us on Apple and Spotify. And you know what, Cheats? I'm thankful for you that you gave me this opportunity to start doing this podcast. In It's not hyperbolic to say that in some ways it's changed my life, not because I've found success or riches, but it gave, it gave we me- We have not. <laughs> we have not. It gave me a really cool outlet to further talk about something that I've sort of like, low-key closetly liked my whole life and you're a great producer and you're a great friend and megan i know you're out there listening are heel and heels she's a great friend i am among the things i am very thankful for this year is my friendship with the two of y'all and this show and our fans i hope everyone has a great thanksgiving a great holiday and enjoys all the wrestling that these uh, wonderful promotions both small and large give us every week could not have said it better, Elliot. Uh, I would be remiss if I did not say uh, my wife uh, graduated from UVA. I'd be remiss if I did not say our prayers uh, and well wishes are with the UVA community as we go into a very, very tough few days. For That's capping. I mean, it's not capping. It just keeps going and going. But it's, um, uh, you know, it's been it's been a tough couple of years. You know, for 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 Charlottesville, the city there, the community there. Uh, obviously, the tragedy at UVA recently hit hit really close to home for all of us. So, uh, just sending warm wishes, love, and care to the the UVA community and everyone that was affected by the tragedy. With that said, you know, as we you're right, Elliot, as we go into the holidays and 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 we go into to Thanksgiving, I think we do have a lot to be a lot to be thankful for. The one in this particular show in particular, it's our Thursday show. And we are thankful that there is not just one monopoly of a wrestling company. Uh, We have a lot of wrestling to talk about. It's, it's gotten exciting and it really has made uh, wrestling fandom AW and and the rise of the indie scene uh, even more so than ever before has made wrestling really, really fun to watch. This so, this wall behind me would be bare. It'd be not, empty. If, it'd if be not really, because I don't. I've never had the passion for collecting and keeping in a box WWE figures. I don't know what it is. I bought I bought my son a ton of them. We ripped them open and played with them. They didn't feel collectible. 
AEW feels new and unique and it feels like it's sort of like a collector's item and we're trying to enjoy it while it's still going on and that's why it's all great so yeah tony you know i wish tony nothing but the best i hope he gets enough i hope he gets enough sleep i hope he doesn't wake up with tension headaches because you know a, a lot of a lot of a lot of people's happiness in small ways comes down to the product he puts on it's a, it's a heavy responsibility and i think tony takes it seriously so i'm wishing i wish him the best always and i want all companies to succeed and we will leave it there we got to count this thing out on three one two three hey guys enjoy full gear we'll be back uh sometime next week yeah peace